this Friday. Your favorite emotions are back on the big screen in Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. It's time to greet your Team Riley. It's anger. Let me at him. Fear. Safety checklist is complete. Disgust. Ew, ew. Ugh. Sadness is in the house. Oh, no. Hello, I'm anxiety. I'm one of Riley's new emotions. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. There's a part two? We're going. Ready PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only theaters Friday. Get tickets now. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. This is Meet the Movie Press. It is August the 2nd, 2019. I'm not quite sure how we got here already. Uh, on the show today, Circus for Venom 2, Wan's Horror Return, and the Irishman trailer, plus the box office, Hobbs and Shaw, and more. Stay tuned. Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk. We talk movies. And now... Here's Popcorn Talks, Meet the Movie Press. This is Meet the Movie Press. It is August the 2nd, 2019. My name is Simon Thompson. You can find me on social media at Showbiz Simon. If you are watching this show live on YouTube, you can take part in the chat. Already in there this morning, Blackwalk316, uh, Mark Ballam, uh, Kame Egan, all in there, Diego Ray. Morning, Diego. Thank you for that. With me on the panel, Dimitri Panos. Hello. Who are you? Where can we find you, please? Right here in uh, Meet the Movie Press. Uh, the, the, the Twitter's at Dimitri Panos. Jim. Mm. Welcome back, Jimmy to the O. Oh, thank you for having me. Who are you if people don't know, and where can we find you? Jimmy O, JoeBlow.com, ArrowOnTheHead.com, and all those social media things. Fantastic. Thank you so much. (laughs) Uh, Busy week for you. Good scoop this week. Yeah, thank you. Was it a scoop or a D-scoop? Well, it was was actually a D-scoop that uh, people were reporting that James Wan was going to direct the first, the pilot episode of I Know What You Did last summer, and... Well, he reached out to me and let me know, no, we're not, I'm not doing that, but, you know, it's a, at least we have more from him coming soon. Okay, awesome. Now, he is not directing the pilot of that. So now you know what he's not doing next time. Yes, exactly. Okay, Okay, let's kick the show off with uh, with Andy Serkis to direct Venom 2, question mark. A number of directors uh, have been sort of in the loop for this. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, people have been talking. Uh, Looks like Andy Serkis may be the front runner right now. Uh, Jimmy, first of all on this, uh, what are your thoughts on this? See, I'm in the weird position that I liked Venom. I really enjoyed the movie. Well, it's Look, been good having you on the show. Yeah. Thanks so much. Uh, we'll, uh, we'll see I, I had a good time with it. I didn't. I, I, I'm a huge monster movie fan. Yeah. And I went in with that kind of. First of all, I love Tom Hardy. He's a big fan. Uh, I, I went in with that kind of idea that this is going to be a fun monster film, and that's really what I saw it as. Right. And I think I get why people didn't love it. I get it's very weird. It's very quirky. It's very funny, uh, and a little goofy. Maybe a little too goofy. Yeah. But. Andy Serkis? Yes. Yes. Yeah. I like what he did with Mowgli. I, 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 weirdly enough, I don't know. It just feels right. Also for me, because with, with Andy, um, because he's so familiar with that alternative reality yeah. mocap stuff, he really knows, he, because of his studio, the Imaginarium in, in West London, uh, he's been very, very, it's, it, it, he knows this stuff on almost a cellular level. Absolutely. Uh, so I think he understands exactly how you can utilize characters that, re, that really rely on that kind of thing mm-hmm. to bring them to the, the fore. Uh, Dimitri, on this. He couldn't do any worse. 
Oh, is the how way that I dare you? No, I, I mean, how he just he, he couldn't do any worse. And I think for Sony, no, I'm, I mean, for Sony, they're probably getting him at a good price, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, this will actually be released theatrically. Yeah. So it which was be the plan for Mowgli? For Mowgli but I understand. Yeah. Nope. And yeah. look, it's into your point. Yes, he understands the mocap. What I'm curious is to. How he will be outside of mocap, uh, uh, an actor's director. Mm. Like how he will pull performance from, you know, outside of when Tom Hardy is Venom, how he will like Michelle Williams. And that's what I'm the most curious about him. And I think he'll do a fine job. I think he'll but do they just couldn't job. do any worse than what. The previous movie. I agree with you. I was not a fan of the first Venom, but <laughs> I know that certainly. I mean, I've, I've known Andy for for about twenty years now. Um, I mean, when he was, uh, you know, just starting out as an actor in yeah. the UK, he was doing low level British films, not even sort of top billing level stuff. So I've I've known him and known how he's how he's developed his career, and he has been very. He spent a lot of time behind the camera, even if not yeah. uncre- not not credited learning the art about how to develop mm-hmm. characters, how to build these relationships and stuff. And he is one of, you know, he's one of my favorite actors. He really is because whatever he does, he brings something new. Absolutely. So I think he gets it. And I would be really interested to see him given this kind of canvas where he has more money to play with to really develop that. Also, I think for Sony, it's a good move because yeah. they're doing very well with Spider-Man. Uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is doing well for them. They've had, after a couple of sort of stumbles over the last couple mm-hmm. of years, Spider-Verse did very well. They are they are really on a roll at the moment. Yeah, and I are. think they're more focused on picking people that are right for the project than necessarily getting a name or uh, someone with previous experience of that kind of thing. People with really unique visions to do this. Uh, Jimmy, you, I mean, do you think it's a good... We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. I absolutely. I, I love when I, I love when people think outside the box. Yeah. I mean, look what it's done for horror. Yeah. You know, massively. Uh, I like the I like the idea, and uh, like you were saying, uh, he's an actor, and he's a, such a meticulously amazing actor. Yeah. I think he's going to be able to pull those performances out. I think we're going to have a, a venom that's more than just a fun monster pick. Yeah. I think we'll have something that's a little deeper, a little more. But I don't something I, more theatrical. Yes, I think, absolutely. which I think lacked. Well, I mean, I know you liked Venom, mm-hmm. but both Dimitri and I were not fans. Um, I think for me, there was there were the visual theatrics, yeah. but there wasn't any meat to those no. bones. So, is that going to be something that you think? Well, yeah, I mean, I think that they, well, you hope that they learn from their lessons and that Marvel is going to Marvel tends to run a tight ship. Mm-hmm. So I think that, again, Andy Circus is part of the Marvel family. Yep. So I think that also helps. I forgot that, actually. Well. That's a really good point. Yeah, he's part of that family. So I think that helps. Mm-hmm. And to your point, yes, it's smart for Sony to do this because he is a name. Mm. Um, and it's sort of kind of like... Well, you know, keep him in the, keeping Andy Serkis in the fold because you don't know what other Marvel projects, whether it be on Disney Plus streaming yeah. or another feature. Mm. This this is a fantastic 
fantastic stepping stone for him, mm-hmm. um, and he could make a better movie. Yeah. I so, think again. Yeah. And, and look, I mean, the first one, even though you guys didn't like it, it was a massive hit. It was a <laughs> yeah, massive you hit. Yeah, you can't deny that. So, <laughs> so like that, and, and it, that shocked everyone, not me. I knew it would be. Well, if it's because any, I was there with audiences who were having a great time. I, I won't name who it is, but I was actually at a, at a dinner uh, in Beverly Hills last night, and I was talking to a senior uh, figure from Sony. This was an example. We were talking about various movies that they've marketed over the last couple of years, and it was a really big surprise that you know it went surprise it, for everyone because it wasn't a great movie. They were like the fact that it was so. Successful. It wasn't that bad though. Like I, I feel like I've it seen just, worse. It I've seen of, a lot worse. It it was. I had no. It wasn't. It I had. I had a good time. What? Which I a lot of these superhero movies. I don't have a good time because they take themselves so seriously. Yeah. I love that aspect, and I love monster movies. That's what but, I got out of it. It certainly didn't take it was, itself. It, Seriously. No, it was it a did monster not. of a movie. That oh, gosh. How dare you. Uh, a lot of How people, dare you. A lot of people in the chat talking about this this morning. BlackRock316, good morning to everyone. I uh, saw Hobbs and Shaw last night. Kind of wish I didn't see all the trailers. We're going to get to that later on. Mm, yeah. uh, Mark yeah. Ballam's in there. Hello, Cammy Egan. Good morning. Uh, Mark saying, uh, can someone tell me why there is so much speculation stuff in fandom videos now? Why can't we just wait and see you? That's something we discuss good in the show question. on a regular basis. <laughs> good Seriously, question. it really, really is. It's uh, killing the surprise of going to movies, man. Well, it's just killing everything. Like, yes, just let the movie come out and judge for yourself and see, like, why? Why? Forget the fifth span's the, the fan speculation it ruins a lot and yeah. there are some websites that say this needs to happen in the next ABC movie and it's like no it nothing doesn't. needs to happen nothing needs, needs to happen, to happen. Yeah, no. like that's what you think stop to me it's it's the cinematic version of uh, of looking for your Christmas presents <laughs> it is that's you know? a great example and then yeah. you go and then on Christmas Day you're like oh great yeah. Take it a step you know further, it is. Though, but you think you know, like you found your Christmas presents, and you in your head have a theory as to what that Christmas present is, yeah. and then you open it up and it's a sweater, okay, or yeah. something, or it could be a really cool bike, but you wanted a hockey table. Mm-hmm. It people get in such a fervor with their fan theories that when it doesn't come to fruition, they get pissed. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, well, they're not making the movie for you. Yeah. No, it's it's true. And I, and there's so many I mean there's so many other analogies that we could we could, oh, we could And draw it kills the joy. It, it just does. kills the joy of movie making. Going yeah. to see a movie, going I honestly avoid trailers a lot of the time. Yeah, because, I, I, I do or, yeah. or I watch one and then I leave it the fuck alone until Absolutely, it comes out. Yeah. Film nerd Jamie talking about Venom. It doesn't uh it doesn't matter who directs Venom to respectfully. Yeah, it made a lot of money, but people walked away not liking it and the sequel will drop hard. It'll be interesting Maybe. to see what happens. It'll be interesting to see what happens. I think it'll be a bit of a harder sell it always is with these movies another good example of that is um, Annabelle and when uh, when the sequel came out which was a prequel was markedly better than the original Annabelle movie but it was a hard sell right. because the first one that's true sucked. Uh, Ouija, Mike, Mike, Flanagan's another great example to, to 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 Ouija. Yeah, and yeah. it could be. But the only difference here is is that we have a Marvel character. Yeah. So it's Venom, and I think that the fandom can forgive, and I think a lot of people yeah, like yeah. did enjoy Venom. A yeah. lot, I've spoken to a lot of people who really enjoyed Venom. Yeah. Like, okay. 
I'm not sure it'll be as hard to sell as an Annabelle. No. Uh, well, Annabelle was horrendous. The original the Annabelle was one. horrendous. Yeah. But this one, I think, with the right marketing, and if they actually made a good movie, mm. I think people are going to come back and then forgive and go, this is a good sequel. I'd be happy if they made a good movie and people didn't turn out, because at least it was a good movie. Uh, <laughs> uh, Chad Schultz saying Blair Witch 2 was better than Venom. Ooey Ball would be better than Ruben Fletcher. Wow, Chad. Wow. That's Doctor. I really feel about it. Seriously, I seriously hope that Ruben Fletcher has... Uh, healthcare because that burn is going to need some treatment, some serious treatment. Uh, Chad Schultz, I'd actually like Mogul better than Disney's Jungle Book. A lot of people did actually. Uh, Mowgli, which is uh, which is on Netflix uh, now, is a pretty good movie. I think it's a better film. By yeah, far. if you want to check that yeah. out, you, you really, really should. It didn't get the love that it deserved when it no. kind of snuck out. And as Dimitri said, it was going to be uh, theatrical, yeah. but it, it got bought by Netflix. Uh, Chad Schultz, if I remember right, didn't Circus do assistant directing on either Lord of the Rings trilogy and or Hobbit? trilogy you are correct yeah he did yeah, he did. um yeah he's always shown an interest in making movies yeah. um and peter jackson and he get on f- phenomenally well and they've got a lot of history together not a and, bad person um, to learn from by the way a great especially <laughs> when it comes to this kind this of kind, movie yeah, i absolutely. mean this big fantasy stuff this absolutely. is great okay we're going to move on uh, i want to talk about uh, director james thank you for your comments on this by the way uh, director james wan is going to return to horror with his next film uh jimmy take the lead on this one uh, i know you you have a good relationship with with James and you, you love James's work. I do. I um, do. How do you? What are your thoughts on this? Because we know James predominantly for horror. <coughs> so while personally, I'm very excited to see him return to to what we perhaps know him best for. Still, mm-hmm. some people might think when you're being so creative with stuff like Aquaman, whether you like it or not, why go back and do more of the same? So your thoughts on this? He loves it. And uh, here's the thing, James. It has a passion for horror. He's yeah. not embarrassed by his horror career. Mm-hmm. He because a lot of these guys they'll make a great horror movie and they'll be like, "This is really not what I wanted to do." Yeah, I don't want to make genre movies. <laughs> Often people were given horror movies because horror had a bit of a bad reputation. Yeah, was right. seen as if it if it was shit. Eh, it's horror. It doesn't matter. Right. Yes. Yeah, so yeah, James right. is one of those guys. That I think uh, all many James Wan fans are like just we can't wait for another horror I, I would love to see him do The Conjuring 3 I would yeah. love that Amen. but I, I what excites me it, you notice he only does the first two for Insidious he did Insidious 1 Insidious yep. 2 Conjuring first one first, second one so whatever he does, I know. I think there was some rumor that it was a Nightmare on Elm Street reboot. Yeah, I don't know. That's probably a rumor. I don't know. I, again, it's another speculation. I want to see him do horror, but I want to see him do everything. Mm. I think he's one of those guys that's proven he can do a Fast and the Furious movie. Mm-hmm. He can do a, a big budget superhero movie. Yet people he, forget about Fast and the Furious. Yeah, mm-hmm. they forget that and, he was part of that series. And here's the thing: he did one which probably was the most difficult. To make mm. they Paul had just passed. Mm-hmm. It, how can you? How do you deal with that as a filmmaker and say yes? Basically, the, the one of the stars, a beloved star of this very popular series, yeah. we got to figure out what to do with him. That is the hardest thing to do, and I think he. I don't think he could have done it. Any he did better. it with great aplomb. He did an amazing yeah. job. So what, whatever you do, James, I'm there. I, I just I'm excited to see him return to horror. 
because that's you he's know, also we, a really fucking nice guy he is a really nice guy yeah. he's one of the nicest in yeah. this business and I that's why I'm like and he his horror has such an element of fun to it yeah. and like whimsy and I, I I can't wait I can't wait Dimitri on this yeah I mean I think for him it's I think he always loves to go back to less of a, of a budget yeah. I believe that he is more creative when he has lesser of a budget yeah I agree uh, he doesn't have to fight with studio heads mm-hmm. um, so. Yes, horror is his wheelhouse. I like, uh, like, when you watch and chart his career, you know, he was doing a lot of the horror before he got to uh, Fast and Furious. Mm -hmm. And then he proved he can do big budget, which probably got him the Aquaman gig. Yep. And but yet he still returns to doing, you know, like that smaller budget. And in my mind, uh, again, working with James, like because I was at Lionsgate, we re-released the first Saw. Oh wow! He enjoys that creativeness. He, he likes to get his juices flowing. And how can I move the camera around? Mm. And I, that that's what excites me about yes. it. And if I read the article correctly, um, it's. Going to be like an original horror. Yes, yeah, so that's maybe what not, I. Yeah, uh, I hope nightmare. it's not a remake. I, I would he, rather it not be a remake. And he's he's great at that because he knows the beats mm-hmm. so well, and we know that we're going to get creepy camera. Like we're going to be looking at things in such a way that we've rarely, if ever, had seen them on screen. Yeah, that's where he he knows how to add to the scare. Yes. It's one thing to make a jump scare, like. Put the camera up where something wasn't there, and then play it's there, some loud music. And then yes. that yep. person jumps from the. T- no, he, he works with suspense. Scare. He yep. works with suspense. He makes it palatable. You feel it, and you're He's like, great. oh, oh. It's- but you you really notice that when you look at even even within the franchises and stuff that that he that he set off. When yeah. other people try to do exactly what James is known for, there's just something missing. Mm-hmm. Right there is a there is an innate a natural ability to get those jump scares absolutely right. That's where the first Annabelle failed. Yeah. Because it tried too much to be like him because it was the cinematographer Mm -hmm. for him and he didn't have James's creativity in making that scare work where the other directors thus far, they will be it's a little bit of salt and pepper of James Wan Mm -hmm. but not trying to mimic him wholly. So before we move on from this um, so what type is this going to be an original horror? What type of story would you like to see James Wan tackle? I mean, would you like it to be something along the lines of a Jordan Peele style, a bit more social? Would you want it to be original horror, kind of like Amityville inspired by something that was a real event? Uh, and obviously Conjuring well, and stuff like that. Technically, I mean, if you look at Insidious, it was very heavily based on you could say Poltergeist and Carnival of Souls. Yeah, even. yeah. Sure. Fox, great movie. A great movie. That is a great so, movie. So I, I, what I want to see James Wan do is something that is unique and fresh to him, and it's a challenge. Because, yeah. like you said, when he he likes challenges, and that's yeah. what that's what excites me. Yeah. I don't care what it is. I just want James Wan horror. I really do. Oh, yeah. a monster movie. That'd, That'd be, be amazing. Movies, right? Like a right? Great monster yes. movie. Yes. It would be great. I would love to see him, like, if we're caught talking remakes, he would be great to do a remake of, like, Pumpkinhead. 
Yeah, <laughs> but it won't be Pumpkin movie. and it'll be original, but I think he could direct a real... To get out of the supernatural for a little bit, even though they have monsters in it, yeah. but it would be great to see him do What I'd like to see him do is something that very few people, I mean, there are none that come to mind, but, but do the horror. We all do it from the, the people who are here in this realm and do <coughs> it affected by the other realm. What about doing flipping it and doing a horror movie, but from the POV of the protagonist... The bad, well, the I bad mean, it's guys. been done before. I mean, you could look at Hostel 2, which technically had that aspect uh, yeah, of it. Yeah, kind of. Um, I'm trying to think. I, Devil's Rejects. Good. That's a good point, actually. You know? that's so a good it, point. it is done. I don't think that's his style. Because the the thing about his movies is his, his uh, antagonist and his protagonist are very clear. But it's, I, I don't know, there's something kind of, even though, like, especially like I think Conjuring 2, one of the the bad guys is actually you find out that they it's not really what you think and yeah, I like right. that that's I true. like that he does what he does well is a human element too. Mm-hmm. yeah that's he true. has actually good characters so I'd rather I don't know I kind of rather see another I, I okay. don't know yeah I don't know Zeno uh, I was saying if Jimmy wants to impress he would get James Wan to call in right now lol <laughs> <laughs> I mean, James call yeah sure but I mean James you're more than welcome to call in that's absolutely fine uh, but I think he's working at the moment he might, yeah he's busy <laughs> yeah uh, Jenna James uh, what about Wan for for Venom 2. Mm, interesting. Maybe not now, but you yeah. know, maybe something in the future. I'll be interested to see that. Sure. Uh, film nerd Jamie, Wan's heart has always been in horror, so this is nothing but good to hear. Uh, Chad Schultz, I always will think that that scene in The First Conjuring where the camera is going all through the house where characters on different floors is freaking cool. Yes. Yes. Stunning Amazing. bit of cinematography. Uh, Mark Ballum, uh, jump scares are so cheap. No, I disagree. They can it depends be on how they're used. It depends on how they're used. If they're yeah. used with just loud music, just to shut. It's the same as gore in ho- horror movies. Yes. You can throw blood around like it's you know spunk in a sperm bank. But yeah. you know that's a great movie, by you. the way. Spunk, spunk in a sperm, sperm bank. bank. Yeah, yeah, I love that. It's one. a new on Netflix. I it's a, it's it. a Wayans yeah, movie. You should, yeah. you should catch the sequel. But <laughs> spunky. <laughs> But it, it's it, you know I, I think it's a case of you can if you use them effectively and you know how to use them and do them well they could be the most powerful thing. Event Horizon is a it's great a great example. example. Oh my gosh, yeah. Jump scares. Yeah. 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 yeah, like that director uses loud noise and like. Loud music to make But that jump. movie works. Yeah, that movie works. works. Uh, Zeno, <laughs> Simon, it would be neat if one tackles a vampire movie or some other mythical creatures. Yeah, I think great idea, actually. You know, I, I would love wasn't to see that. Robert, Senior, what's that? Robert Eggers, wasn't he supposed to redo uh, Nosferatu? I thought. I believe so. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't so. know what. I haven't heard anything on and that. And James Wan doing a science fiction horror movie, making the new alien. Now, that would be something interesting. I would mm. really be, I would really be interested in that. I do love sci-fi horror. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, thanks for everybody's input on this. Uh, we're going to move on now to uh, a trailer that really had a lot of uh, a lot of people talking this week. The Irishman trailer. Mm-hmm. A lot of people have been waiting for this for a long time. Martin Scorsese, uh, his crime epic that reunites De Niro, Pacino, and Pesci. Yeah. Say fuck you with the drive-through. <laughs> Say fuck. Okay. 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 Think Whatever, Leo. Yes. Uh, Whatever you want. So, Leo okay. Gets. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I'll be honest with you, um, and Dimitri, I want you to take the lead on this one. I was very happy to see this. I think I wasn't as overwhelmed uh, as some people were with joy about this. Um, It's intrigued me, and I'm on board, but I really want there to be more than this. Dimitri, take the lead. My first initial thoughts were uh, Hoffa by Danny DeVito. Mm-hmm. Uh, we sort of kind of had a Hoffa movie. Great movie, not seen by enough uh, people, by the way. No. Uh, I didn't and like it. <laughs> the, the, 
It was interesting because you watch it on the computer, and I'm not sure how and if it'll ever see the light of of, of, of a silver screen on the big mm-hmm. screen. Uh, it looked like a it looked like a Martin Scorsese movie. I hate to say that, but you know, I everybody loves the Martin Scorsese gangster film. Yeah, no doubt. But this guy can also direct Hugo. He can direct Little Women. He's directed so many different. He's directed documentaries. Uh, uh, he did a Rolling Stones uh, thing not too long ago. Yeah. Seeing him go back into this, it just it doesn't. It looks like a casino yeah. to me. Not Goodfellas, and a lot of people love Casino. I'm not smashing Casino, but mm-hmm. it's just not Goodfellas. Um, and the de aging. A lot of people were talking about the de aging of Robert De Niro. You know, it's. The technology has come a long way for sure, but the one thing they can't get is the eyes. There's always the shine in the eyes. Uh, you notice it uh, in, in Tron Legacy. Yep. Uh, uh, when Jeff Bridges, they de-aged mm-hmm. him, and there was just something about that that doesn't work. I'm not sure how it'll play out in a larger story. Look, it's great to see all these actors come back again, and it's great to see Scorsese. You know that Netflix is going to pour probably even more money into this into an Academy campaign yeah, for sure. than they did for the Alfonso Cuaron movie, which is kind of sad. I mean, like they're just going to dump a ton of money into this. You want the movie to be good. I'm not sure we're going to get the pinnacle of a Scorsese movie. I think it'll be good, not fantastic. It's hard to recapture when we've already seen many of these people giving what are effectively some of their best performances of their career and then bringing them Mm -hmm. back to do something that is very, very similar. It is going to get a theatrical release. Um, There is going to be limited theatrical on this, which is going to be good. And again, I think with movies like Roma last year, I chose not to watch that on Netflix. I chose to go and see that in the movie theatre. But I was talking to an executive last night at this this dinner that I was at, and uh, they were talking about the fact that while there are people uh, of a certain demographic who are very... Uh, very keen to see this movie, so kind of people of our age and, you know, mm-hmm. men. Their Netflix is obviously where it's landed, which is a very younger demographic who don't have their association with uh, Scorsese or De Niro or Pacino or Pesci. I mean, they're like, some will be, who is Joe Pesci? You know, they won't, mm-hmm. they don't have that association that we had from the 70s, 80s, 90s. Joe's been away for quite a while, he effectively. Has, he has. So you've got to get this young audience involved in it who are clued in enough to know what it's about, to want to see it. It's a bit more self. So it'll be really interesting to see the audiences that go and, and then if there's any data released uh, to get an idea of, of who is really watching this. Uh, Jimmy, your thoughts on the trailer? I, weirdly enough, see, I grew up on Scorsese. I grew up watching, I mean, one of my favorite movies is Raging Bull. I think it's a, um, mm-hmm. a masterpiece and a, a taxi driver. Mm. I love Goodfellas. I Being didn't... remade as a Lyft driver huh? now, Lyft driver. Yeah, I know exactly. I here's my thing with with uh, In the same, I, it's same universe as Stuba. I've been a little bit disappointed with a lot of Scorsese's modern career because I feel like it's just made for Oscars. And mm. I, while this one clearly, you know, in the ad campaign, Oscar winner, Oscar winner, Oscar winner. I'm excited. Yeah. I'm officially excited. I, it felt like because I love Goodfellas, and honestly, that. I don't mind him kind of returning to that just because it's been so long. Well, also, I've been I've been revisiting a lot of classic cinema in the last couple of months, and I've been really exploring the 1970s, some of the mm-hmm. movies from the 70s. And there is a richness to the storytelling from that era that yes. I think we, we, again, we saw in things later on like Goodfellas and Casino. But we'd, we often lack 
in movies these days where they mm-hmm. can be great movies they can be really enjoyable but there's that there's that you know richness that's missing it is i feel like it's yeah, gonna absolutely. be and this is i feel like it's to gonna that. be here yeah, yeah i feel like I, it's gonna I be one of those movies that I, I don't know i again it i again i don't know is this gonna i don't know if this will reach the levels of even like a departed which you know i love that. i think I it simply it won't do that purely because of the format that it's on right, because yeah. and to you me, get that with theatrical. Yeah, you're at that, and and I want to go there because to me it was a, it was a shame that Paramount let it go. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because you are talking about Martin Scorsese, but Spielberg has talked about this a lot too, where studios are like, you know, it's hard to get for like even a Spielberg to get a movie done unless it's a certain. And it was yeah. hard for him to get Lincoln done, mm-hmm. and it's Steven Spielberg, <laughs> so. If Martin Scorsese is having a hard time getting a gangster movie off the ground at a major studio, mm. that to me is is kind of a shame, and it's kind of sad. And then Netflix swoops in, spends a ton of money as mm. they always do mm-hmm. to get it for their brand. Oh, uh, you know, it's it's just interesting. It's just fascinating where we're going. I think people will tune in, though. I, I have they'll a feeling tune about in. this. I think they'll really tune in, though. I think it's going to be a massive hit. That's It'll be really interesting to see what who it's a massive hit with and how yeah. much he's rewatching. Exactly. Would, I, I, I think you think a it'll lot, be Bird Box? I think, uh, no, I think it'll be uh, maybe... Maybe you know, yeah, because maybe. Oh, bird box, yeah, bird box, bird like box. how big Santa yeah, Bullock well, was. But but the thing was, remember at Christmas time, so they had Roma, right? Mm-hmm. And they spent a ton of money on the campaign. But Christmas and New Year's week, what did you hear about? Bird box, you're yeah. nothing Roma, even That's though they're true. spending well, a ton of money. Well, but Bird box went because away the demo, quick. the demo of the average Netflix audience is, is skewed differently. Absolutely, yeah. So I, I mean, I, Perfection did really well. In that, but, yeah, Perfection yeah. did. Yeah, but, so. but, again, but a lot of these things are again they're, the they're, genre, the genre, genre that we can that we can blips. That if they right. were theatrical, they'd be in for yeah. one week and they'd be out by. I week mean, three. normally I would I would be like, yes, absolutely, but I don't know. I have a feeling about this one. Mm. I, uh, the trailer, I got it. I, I'm I'm full in. I think I can't it, wait. I think once some once some something that's going to be really interesting <laughs> for Netflix is after this is. I know they don't usually release data. But if after this they release data and they can show that Netflix, which is, you know, it's it's still doing well, it's still growing, but it's mm-hmm. certainly got mm-hmm. a couple of, of issues at the moment. Yeah. That Netflix is not just for the younger demographic. There, It is still making content that appeals to the older demographic. And wow. I think that because documentaries do particularly well, which tend absolutely. to skew to an, to an older demo than yes, a younger demo. Absolutely. Uh, you've got a lot of features which are tending to skew for that middle to lower end. But if you yeah. can start showing that if you create this more mature content, that Netflix can actually conquer that part of the market as well. Because a lot of that stuff tends to go more the way of Amazon Prime. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's you true. know the stuff that's a bit more, a bit more mature, a bit more mm-hmm. adult, a bit more highbrow tends to go that way, and it tends to be, you know, the, the popcorn movie crowd pleaser, disposable yeah, yeah. stuff. Oh, Twenty four cur- movies. Yeah. You know? I'm curious to know what their theatrical window is going to be. Yeah, yeah, me too. Like, are they going to do a month? Are they going to do two months? Or I forget what Roma was. Yeah. I think Roma was three weeks. Yeah. I think. So I am going to be curious and watching that to see. What their theatrical is again, though, unless they're able to convince the AMC, Regals, and Cinemarks of the world, mm. it's not going to get that play. Um, you know, Landmark will play. Yeah, yeah. Landmark. Um, I'm not. 
quite sure on Alamo's policy. But if you can get uh, people like New Beverly, and I mean New Beverly at the moment is showing pretty much pretty much nothing apart from Once Upon a Time in Hollywood because right. it's Tarantino's movie theater <clears throat> and it's yeah. a great place to see it. So right. they're showing occasionally the other you know the odd little extra movie, but it's pretty much that for a month. If they can get someone like the New Beverly to get behind it and play mm-hmm. that as a month long thing. I mean they've got a relationship with Netflix because they did Oksha uh, a number mm-hmm. of years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's where I went and saw it in the big screen. So there are enough of these picture palaces that oh. I think can actually bring it on. It's not really the kind of thing you want to go and see in a multiplex. No. I, I miss those. Dude, Gosh, I had a yeah. conversation with a friend of mine wow. today. I need to do some stuff in the chat. Xeno Hour, is the Irishman Marvel or DC? It's DC. <laughs> um, it's definitely DC because it's more, more moody and broody. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's actually uh, the Irishman not the Irishman. It's the Irishman. Irishman. Oh, like okay. Superman. Irishman. Batman. Irishman, yeah. Irishman! Yeah. What are your parents? I'm just getting feckin' drunk. Iris. Film nerd Jamie. I can never pass up another crime drama from him, but this feels like warmed over school. Sazy. And I couldn't tell any de-aging on display. Interesting. The Blair Bitch Project. Welcome to the chat. No, it's good to have you along. New person, I think. At 76, school Sazy is at the top of his game. He's a goddamn marvel of modern science. Okay, uh, Chad Schultz, uh, hands down, worst use of de-aging was Patrick Stewart in X-Men Wolverine. Um, I can I can oh, think yeah. of some other terrible ones. That was bad. That was bad, That though. was bad. Uh, Jenna James, the DC and Marvel fan in me, wants to see Scorsese do a film with uh, with either, like maybe Blade, Nova, or GL. I would, you know, I'd love to see Scorsese do something like that, but I don't think we're going to. I think if we ever see Scorsese enter that comic book world, you're going to see something like The Joker from him. Yeah. You know, you're going to get or that. Logan. Kind of, or, or Logan like or that. something yeah. like yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you're not going to get Agreed. something else yet. Yeah. Uh, Scorsese has never been shy to utilize the newer tech in movie making Blair Bitch Project there. Uh, and I feel the opposite. I've really loved Scorsese's recent work. He found his groove again uh, with the Leo series of movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, Eon001, uh, someone do Deathstroke. What a waste of a character. Uh, that's, yeah, slightly off topic. Uh, but Netflix uh, gets bootlegged so quickly. That is a really good point, actually. Xeno mm-hmm. uh, Hour, I'm watching The Irishman at home. I respect anyone who wants to watch it on a big screen, but I just got a really nice smart TV and I can save a few dollars too. And I think that'll be a driver because people have already paid for this yeah. movie as part of their subscription. But personally, I you know I really want to go and see this. One of the things that I didn't love Roma as much as some other people, but it really the the sound design and being absorbed in the big screen was yeah. a completely mm-hmm. different experience to me than watching Roma on Netflix at yeah. home. It really changed that, and it made that movie appeal to me more than I think it would if I'd watched it at home. To that gentleman's point, though, like I was thinking about this earlier in the week like Netflix when when they release a movie theatrically they're sort of kind of double dipping mm-hmm. right yeah. because they're getting some semblance of the box office and they already got you coming for for the monthly yeah. subscription it's what is it clearly they know what they're doing well it's probably how they are able to afford to spend mm-hmm. what was it I forget how much they paid for this but yeah. it was it was a ton of money. It was a, little, it was a couple bucks, yeah. yeah, yeah. Interesting <laughs> saying uh, that we're going to move on from this in just a second, but the Blair Bitch Project saying the established studios are averse to risk, whereas Netflix is not. This is true. I mean, That's this very is, true. This yes. is as much as, as putting out something that is uh, that they believe is great content, but also it's a great advert for Netflix. Netflix it is, do, releases a lot of different types of things. So they, they don't, they don't, you know, there's not like just, oh, we only do this, we only do that. Yeah. And, and yeah, you see a lot more risky projects on but Netflix. within the past 
few weeks, uh, it's been in the news. Their subscribership has actually, for the first time ever, came down. Really? Yep. Mm -hmm. So their stock actually kind of dipped too. And they also came uh, out publicly to say that they're not, they're going to start curbing on their spending Mm -hmm. for. You know, picking up these projects, so yeah, it's interesting. It looks like they're going through a minor transition. You never know what Disney Plus. You know, I think that Disney that Plus has them kind of scared, and everybody else is coming out with uh, their streaming service. But I think the two, uh, the three, are going to be the Disney Plus, Netflix, Amazon Prime, and then Hulu is in there. Yeah. But that's also Disney. Interesting yeah. though, and I, I'm going to move on from this. But yeah, it's yeah, interesting yeah. to see that the Disney have um, pushed some of their writing resource towards Hulu in the last week which is very interesting so that's starting to really consolidate Uh, okay uh, moving on to uh, it's chapter two Uh, it's going to terrify audiences for nearly three hours that is a that's long, a long horror, horror that's movie. A long horror film. <laughs> that is well, a long horror movie. How long was the original? The uh, the first film was about two and a half hours. But uh, what the one that was out a couple of yeah, years ago? Yeah, yeah, that was like two and a half hours. Yeah, so it's not terribly different from the the first film. Yeah. Clearly, the first film worked for a lot of people. It did. Uh, and I'll be honest with you, even though I think a lot of movies these days are too long, if you've got a really good movie and you need it to run for three hours, yeah, then I let it care. run for three hours. Yeah. But unless you could trim 30 minutes out of it, you know, then do 2.30. But if no. you really think you need three hours to tell this story, <laughs> I'll give you three hours. Well, I, I, It won't put me off going to see the movie no, at all. Not at all. Not, not at all because I had such a great experience with the first oh one. And, and because now we're also... Look, you're dealing with the kids that everyone liked the cast in yep. the yes. original film. Yep. You have this new amazing cast, this amazing group of actors... You know they're going to utilize the young cast too in some way. So I I think you probably at least need that lane. You might need the lane. Yeah. Simply because it's a huge book and it's a wonderful book. Mm-hmm. There's so many great details that I really hope they put into this film. Yeah. You know, and I hope they improve on the giant spider from the TV movie. <laughs> well, Jack, <Jen, laughs> do you know half of me thinks yes, and half of me spider, thinks though. no. So the fever dream uh, orgy at the end. Yeah, <laughs> I, that much, may not like, happen. That, that may not happen. happen. <laughs> wow, uh, what a fascinating book! <laughs> it's, it is a very it's a fascinating great book. book. It is. It really. Is. I remember. I, I, I got it's one of the first Stephen King books I ever read. Oh um, wow! Yeah, and it was. Uh, it, you know. It blew me away. Yeah, and I, you know, I kind of like the original TV movie. It's kind of I do too. It's good fun, you know. Tim Curry though is fantastic. Oh, oh he's yeah. amazing. He's amazing as Pennywise. Yeah, I mean, look that that movie has some faults, but there's some legit. Creepy yeah. moments. Yeah, think yeah. about it as a television movie, though. Yeah. But when you say it has faults, what are you comparing it to? Because at the time when it came out, well, we didn't have all the streaming, no. right? It was a ratings powerhouse. And when you look at the stardom yeah. that was in that, that that show alone, you had Harry Anderson, um, uh, John Boy, uh, R- Richard Thomas, yeah. I believe, uh, Tim Curry. Olivia Hussey. You had an amazing cast. Yeah. yeah. Of television superstars of the time, and again, it was a ratings powerhouse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But so. I mean, if you think about how many TV movies have gone on to become effectively like legacy movies, yeah, that people still talk that about. People today. still talk about. I mean, you got that doesn't happen. Salem's Lot. It's there's like a handful. The yeah. Stand is just the about stand, to be released yeah. on Blu-ray. So there's the a handful time. of these that actually then you know have the the legs and the legacy that a movie does. Most of them yeah. Stephen King. Ironically. Most of them Stephen yeah. King. You know, a lot of them are. Yeah. You know, um, it's incredible. The um, miniseries. But 
Yeah, yeah so so three hours. I mean, I I want to make sure that it's not overstuffed, but it is one of my most anticipated movies of the By year. By far. In terms of opening box office, where do you think that's going to rank in the year? I think it's going to give an opening box office weekend of top five proportions for this I, year. Absolutely, 100%. Which yeah. would be impressive in any year, but this year we've had some fucking insane opening weekends. Yeah. And then, like, a huge drop between everything else. Yeah. So I think we're going to see top five of the year. I think so I think too. there's a high anticipation level, again, based on the love of chapter one. Yeah. yeah. So it'll, it should do equal, if not a lot better, than chapter one because it, chapter one, had, a, had great legs considering we're talking about oh box gosh, office yeah. today. Yeah. Yeah. So it stayed in theaters for a while. Even at its length, mm-hmm. uh, that garnered a lot of goodwill, and I think the same thing's going to happen. They're going to want to see it that opening weekend. Yeah. So it uh, will be bigger than the first. Yeah, I, I, I think it will, and I think a big part of that is aside from the fact that it's anticipated by the audience saw the first one. There's a lot of people who didn't want to go and see the first one in movie theaters because they weren't considering themselves a fan of horror. Yes, but we've mm-hmm. seen a shift in horror, and a lot of it was, Absolutely. you know, really sort of given a good kick in the ass by the first it movie that saw it chapter one. Mm-hmm. And are like, okay, I'm on board now. So I think you've got that additional audience who simply didn't think they wanted to see the first yeah, one true. and now can't wait for the second one. Yeah. So I'm super psyched for that. Let's talk about a couple of trailers that, are, that came out this week. We've already touched about The Irishman. Uh, the Lighthouse trailer dropped this week and had some tremendous, uh, tremendous response online. It's already shown at a number of festivals, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a movie that uh, everything from the ratio of the trailer, and I mean, I, I would crawl over broken glass to see anything with Willem Dafoe in it. Yeah. He is one of A, he's one of the nicest guys. And two, I just I even in a bad film, Willem Dafoe is always mm. exemplary. Right. This to me, and Robert Patterson, we talked about this on the show previously, is really he's seriously in his element right now. So good. He's pulling out some amazing roles and some amazing performances. Mm-hmm. And again, as I've said before, if you haven't seen The Rover with him and Guy Pierce, go and see The Rover. Amazing. Amazing film. movie. Yes. Yeah, wildly, wildly, you know, underseen. Absolutely. This to me is just I was clapping my hands with glee watching this movie. It looks mental. Okay. Absolutely insane. Yeah. Your thoughts on this? And you kind of have to go in knowing that it's sort of a cheat. Like like kind of like the witch was kind of a cheat. They yep. they cut a phenomenal trailer for that. Same director. Right? Same director. Same director, yeah. And then you see it, and if you were expecting a faster-paced traditional horror movie, people, you you didn't get it. I loved The Witch. I think I we're going to get something similar here with The Lighthouse. Mm. I think they cut an amazing trailer. But just for the look, it's New England style. It's supposed to take place in New England. Willem Dafoe, Pattinson... I love the look of the trailer, and I loved how it was cut. And I love this director just because of The Witch, to me, is one of my favorite horror movies of that year. Mm-hmm. Can't wait. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm excited. I can't... It's weird. It's one of those trailers that I'm not really sure of. I'm not really sure what to think yet. And that's a good thing for me. Yeah. Because I don't know what to expect. I have no idea what to expect. I know it's going to look cool. Yeah. I know it's going to be a little weird. It could be really boring and lame. I don't know. But there's something about it. The Witch was an absolutely compelling movie. And yeah. I know a lot of people didn't like it. Because mm-hmm. it's not your typical horror. 
But I don't know. There's something about this, and and like you said, Willem Dafoe and and Robert Pattinson together. Yeah, Looks yeah, great. I'm in. I love, beards, man. I love black and Most white beards. movies, man. Bring oh, black and white back. God. <laughs> Seriously, black and white movies. It, it, you know, in, in a, the in right a, context. In the right context. Oh my God. Tremendous. Yes, absolutely amazing. So I'm super psyched about that. And yeah, uh, me too. Hashtag beards. Very big fan of that. <laughs> uh, let's also talk about another one. Uh, but it's time to step into Blumhouse Corner for this one. Blumhouse, Blumhouse Corner. Corner. <laughs> That's the sound of fun. Uh, the, the Hunt trailer this week. Uh, we saw more. We saw a little teaser quite recently. Um, yeah, this is, feels wildly derivative for me because it looks like a number of movies that you know we've said uh, Hard Target, Surviving the Game, a number mm-hmm. of those movies. Even there's an element of like you know Southern Comforts and uh, you know that kind of movie, the, the hunting of humans mm-hmm. by by the by the wealthy. Um, very interesting. Uh, I'm really looking forward to this movie. This kind of movie, I don't think we have enough of. We used to get it a lot in the 90s. Oh, yeah. And the 70s as well. And the 70s, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. And I'm, I'm really... I, you know, I don't know how popular this movie's going to be. I don't know how big it's going to be. I think it's going to be sort of performing around the middle range for, yeah. for, for, for Blumhouse movies, kind of where the first Purge did. But... I, I can't deny I'm really excited about this movie. I'm looking forward to it. Jimmy on this. Yeah, I like what Blumhouse does. I, I yeah. really I really respect what they do. They take they take these really interesting ideas. They a lot of times they've been done before. You've seen it before. Yeah. But they add their own they they get fresh directors who have a, have, have vision, love the genre, and they, they make something for at the most, ten million. I mean, they, they yeah. really, really low budget. They don't so really they, leave that ballpark figure. Yeah, much they really at all. don't, and they it works because yeah. they make money off of it. So, yeah, I'm pretty full in on this. I like that. I love those types of movies. I yeah. love it because you know, it's hunting it, humans, man. Yeah, it's an interesting <laughs> trailer because the way that it starts off is really fascinating, uh, and and I love how it starts off in the the. The, the gas station store. Yeah. Right? And she, she kills these two people, comes out, well, why'd you kill them? Because they lied. Why did, well, because we're not in Nebraska or wherever it is. Yeah. And like, you go, oh, okay, so this is different. But then it goes into that hunt and you're like, oh, it's hard target. <laughs> and But I, the female seems to be, the female lead seems to be like she's gonna carry her own, and mm. I enjoy watching. Like to have a good female lead do this kind of thing, I really like that. I Thinking through things, um, and I know we'll talk about maybe um, Hobbs and Shaw uh, had a great kick-ass female lead. Mm-hmm. I like that sort of thing. And you're right. If Blumhouse is doing their spin or take on something, it should be interesting. Yeah, I'll be there. I'd like to see it. Uh, you know, I saw the trailer last night. It looks great on the big screen. Yeah. It's fun. The uh, Very quickly before we move on to something, and then we're going to go to, we've got about 15 minutes left on the show, so we're going to go to the reviews in that box office. But I just want to touch, someone mentioned this, uh, the Tenant, uh, the Tenant teaser mm-hmm. uh, has dropped in theaters yep. uh, this weekend, uh, Chris Nolan's new movie. Uh, nobody really knew that was coming. Nobody kind of gave a heads up on that. Until it everybody by surprise. Yeah. Um, I, 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 you know, I still have a love-hate relationship with Chris Nolan movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of them I'm instantly bowled over, and some I know people get very excited about, but I just they don't work for me, which is yeah, fine. Uh, you know, everybody sure. has their own taste. Uh, are you excited about a new Chris Nolan project? Are you? I'm always excited about Chris. I I, I don't. I, I'm like you. There's some I, I really. There's some I think are absolutely brilliant. There's yeah. some that don't quite work for me, but 
I, I love the I love that he has this fan base, and I, and I I like that it gives him the chance to do things that are unique and different. I like the so, idea that he's dropping it in theaters first because yeah, we've got so into this online I think that's thing. Cool. But but that's what he he's always a proponent yeah. of that. He likes Spielberg as a man that won't will always go for the theatrical experience. Yeah. I yeah. did see the trailer last night. Uh, it is a teaser. But I'm on board because it has that Mr. Washington, uh, Black Klansman, uh, oh, who I'm yeah. now forever a fan after watching him in that movie. Yeah, 100%. Look, this, the, the teaser tells you nothing other than it's time for a new kind of hero. Uh, it, it Look, it's filmed in 70 millimeter uh, the way that Nolan loves to work some scenes, so it'll fill out a big IMAX screen beautifully. And it'll look amazing. I, I, I'm a huge fan of Christopher Nolan. I have a love-love relationship. Uh, I really enjoy what he puts out because it's going to it's going to celebrate going to the movies. Mm. Um, and, and he makes movies. And, yeah, he I, does. and he's still a man that will show up dressed nicely. He has a plan. And I love when he puts it all together and we see something that we haven't quite seen before. So te- this looks good. I can't tell you what it's about because <laughs> it tells you nothing. The movie's not coming out until next year. Yeah. yeah. So. Do you know what? Uh, it's, it's okay not to tell anybody about the movies. It's totally fine. It's totally yeah. okay. I would Bit love it. If they, wouldn't yeah. it be great if that was the only trailer? That they oh, yeah. just release the one trailer and that's it? And it's about 30. It's about maybe a minute. It's not yeah. a long yeah. thing. Right. Um, but I uh, I saw this in IMAX, too. It looked great. Oh, wow. Cool. Yeah. Um, a couple of people in the chat before we move on to, to box office and, and the week's movies. Uh, the Lighthouse trailer didn't hook me. That's from Xeno Hour. Uh, Blair Witch Project. Go listen to the A24 podcast with Robert Eggers uh, and Ari Aster. It's great. Uh, after mm. you've watched Meet the Movie Press. Uh, please, thank you. No switching away. Xeno uh, Hour, I, uh, talking about the boys. Uh, Blair, Witch, Blair, 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 Blair Bitch Project. A24 is doing a great job of encouraging and supporting unique filmmakers. Agree, yes. Agree. Agree. Audiences just need to turn out and see the goddamn movies. Yes. That's the next step. Yes. Uh, could The Lighthouse be Patterson's first Oscar nom and win? I, I mean, obviously, I can't say for sure because I haven't seen the movie. It depends on how genre it is, It man. depends on how genre it <laughs> yeah, is, but I certainly think he's going to get a lot of attention, perhaps around... A lot of around... great genre performances do not get Oscar nominations. Uh, not yes, even close. unfortunately. Yeah, uh, and yeah, people are talking already about uh, Hobson Shaw, which we're going to get to in just a second. Uh, Blair Witch Project. Uh, Nolan is a master. Uh, yeah, so I think uh, it's it's very interesting. Oh, yeah, and apparently the Tenet trailer leaked, uh, which is a shame. I'm going to wait to see it in movie theatres, uh, to be honest with you, because even though, like I say, I have a, a love-hate relationship with Chris Nolan's movies. I always go and see them in the movie theater because yep. that is where they're meant to see. Watching Absolutely. Dunkirk on the phone is pointless. pointless. <laughs> Same thing with okay. or Interstellar. Uh, or anything, anything at all. So let's talk about box office and then we're going to go into week's big reviews of the movies. Uh, okay, uh, Universal's Hobbs and Shaw, Thursday night previews, $5.8 million. Doesn't uh, suck, that but... doesn't suck. It's not too bad, but I believe it's kind of below what the other films in the franchise have actually had in previews. So the opening weekend is now, I think, looking around the $50 million mark, which is a bit lower than wow. expected. 65. But I, I I think it's going to go more. I mean, I, I genuinely, there are a lot of people who are talking about this movie. I would be surprised if it doesn't go more, yeah. I think it can do 60, 65 easily. Because I also think it's going to get pretty, look, I, I didn't love the movie. I really yeah. enjoyed it, but I think it's about a half hour too long. <laughs> but but it with could that be trimmed. Said, yeah, it could be trimmed. But it's still fun. It's a good time. I, yeah. I, I 
would be surprised if it doesn't. But I mean, I was surprised yeah. last year when Skyscraper didn't land for Dwayne, and I was mm. one of my favorite movies that he's done. Yeah, but this is a this is a character he's played yeah. before. This is a loved character, beloved character, both yeah. of them. So, uh, yeah, I, w- I, I would see more 70, 80. It's, yeah, it's, yeah, it's still looking like it's going to be, you know, topping the charts. Uh, according to Box For Office sure. Mojo, For it's sure. going to be about, they're saying 65, other people are saying 50-ish. Uh, the Lion King is going to be down into second place, 38.4. Uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is going to go third place, 20 million. For a Tarantino movie to go 50% on second week is mm-hmm. actually pretty Biggest good. opening, so, yeah. Biggest yeah, opening, absolutely. so he's done pretty well on yeah, that one. Uh, Spider-Man Far From Home, Toy Story. Crawl is still out. If you haven't seen Crawl, go and see Please. Crawl. Please, it's amazing. <laughs> Aladdin the fun. Farewell yesterday in Stuba. So it's yeah. great to see the Farewell in the top 10 because it's only on like 400 theatres mm-hmm. across the whole of the United States. So to be in that a number of theatres and to still be mid-table top 10 Word of mouth, good. man. That's, Word of I'd mouth be, helps. I would be so delighted if I was involved in that movie. I wasn't, mm-hmm. but yeah. I would be. Um, great movie. <laughs> so yeah, so it's going to be a good weekend for, for um, Hobbs and Shaw. Uh, let's talk about that in just a moment. There are a couple of other movies we want to talk about yeah. and I also have to say uh, I'm going to be on the the e, uh, LAFCS uh, presents the Film Critics uh, Review show uh, oh. uh, after this, so do uh, stick around for that. Uh, we're going to be looking at all these movies more in depth, but let's go through a few of these. Out this week, Them That Follow, none of us have unfortunately seen that movie. No, um, it does look good, uh, and I know it has played at a couple of reviews and got some pretty favourable responses, so it'll be interesting to see how that goes this mm-hmm. week. Uh, third release this week is uh, Loose. Uh, now, Dimitri, we've all seen this, right? I missed this one. Okay, I so Dimitri, let's have you take the lead on this one. What did you think of Lucy? I think Luce is a modern day Hitchcockian tale that deals its social moralistically challenges it, 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 to me this movie I didn't know who's who until mm. the end and I'm not saying that for as, as it being a mystery but people's motivations in this movie change on a snap and the topics that this movie brings up, I think, are so discussion-worthy. Mm. And I think the performances to a T were fantastic. I was riveted. And at the same time, I was kind of appalled. I was, I was <laughs> it, because you could see this happening. And it really is a clear argument against if you see something, say something. Be, and it's really just a fascinating tale of this family who has adopted an African-American boy who is raised in, in military kind of thing. And he's brought up to be this, this he's going to be a valedictorian. He's a great debater. He's a great orator. And it's what happens when he chooses for a paper to write about this, um, I believe, uh, some fascist in history who believes in violence. And then it sort of kind of raises a red flag in a teacher, and they do a peek in the locker, and they find illegal fireworks. And then it's like, whoa, what do we do with this? And then was the search legal? Was And then this just cast this web that you never know between right and wrong and who's and what the moral choice is here. Yeah. I thought it was brilliant. I really did. It was it was very simply directed, but the performances were fantastic. Kind of reminded me of Ben is back because mm. you know Ben is back like motivations you never know. Yeah. yeah. What the motivations Amazing are. movie. This is 
I had something similar. Oh wow! Out. And there's an element of like, are you protecting the the younger character in this, <laughs> or are the parents protecting themselves? Right. What do they do? And it's about loyalties. There's, the there's a lot going on in this movie. So many. It's so and many. the performances are across the boards. You know, even from sort of the 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 the, the less key characters, mm-hmm. kind of the level B characters. The performances are stellar with this movie. Oh. This is a movie I, I d- that literally came out of nowhere. Oh. Um, <laughs> but it's seriously, it's one of the best movies of the year. Did you I know mean, it was a plot? I didn't know. I had no idea. I literally knew nothing about this until I saw it, and then I I researched it more. So I went into this completely blind, which I think is the way that you really need to Mm -hmm. go into this. It's one of those movies where that really plays a benefit. Mm. I mean, stellar performances. I mean, the script is beautifully written. Oh, you know, as an adaptation, it's it's incredible. Um, It it really is a great movie. Uh, Oh, I'm sold. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, but it's it's a real kind of sit down and you know just take it in. Go in blind and, and just take it and, and let you it happen. Can see it kind of happening. Yeah, and it deals with regular people. And um, Ma, why can't I think of her name? Uh, Octavia Spencer. Octavia Spencer. Yeah. Well, she totally makes up for Ma. Hundred percent. Hey, Ma was movie. fun. Which, do you know that, <laughs> made, that made me more angry about Ma because I'm Did like, re- I, I was like, you, like, you're so good, Octavia. <laughs> What happened with Ma? It was fun. <laughs> <laughs> no. I'm liking the unpopular so, movies so, today. So, Luce, if you can find that, I know it's not getting the widest release, but seriously, Luce, spelled L-U-C-E, L-U-C-E yeah. is definitely worth so, checking and, out. And Ren Ma? Is that what you're saying? No. <laughs> uh, it's, it's the perfect double bill if you only watch Luce. Oh, <laughs> how dare you. Okay, The Nightingale is another movie that comes out this yes. week uh, from the director and writer of The Babadook. Uh, it's, it's more kind of dark it's not horror. It's I would describe it as a gothic thriller. Uh, when we received this screener, did you see this, Dimitri? I did. Yeah. I did. Yes. When we received the screener, we um, it came with a warning because of some mm-hmm. of the content within the film, which I think. For me, the warning that came with it made it appear that it was actually going to be more in your face and more edgy mm-hmm. than it actually was, as, as edgy and as, as graphic as some of this film is. Um, so that, I was kind of like, oh, okay, this is terrible, but it's mm-hmm. not the terrible I was expecting. It's a powerful, interesting movie. Oh Again, gosh. I came to this one pretty blind, purely knowing you know, the, the heritage of the director and writer, and she is amazing. Yeah, she but really this is. is a film that really, it's its a revenge story. It's a tale as old as time, but told in a very new and unique way mm-hmm. with a lot of interesting social beats that that are still very prevalent now. Jimmy, I know you're also a fan of this movie. Yeah, well, let, let me start off with, if you like movies like, <laughs> say, Lady Vengeance, or, or let's go more sleazy, I Spit on Your Grave, yep. this is not that movie at all at all it is a revenge tale and it's but it's it is it feels like the babadook in the in the sense that she she creates a, a more grounded view of of this Great kind of, of what it. this girl goes through what what happens to her why she goes on this journey why she meets this other guy I, I, you you want to know as little a bit a little about this as as possible mm. because it's such a fascinating story it's it, it, it's weird because I don't even know how I feel about the ending yet. Yep. I haven't. I'm still thinking about it, which to me is always interesting. I like when a movie, even if I don't enjoy the movie, I like when it keeps me thinking, and I'm still like, mm-hmm. wait a second. And that it, it, the two lead performances are two of the best. Of the year, yep. by far. Yeah, by far. This for me was completely different in context, but it reminded me of a movie that's coming out next year that, that played at Cannes this year. A movie called Bull. 
Mm-hmm. Um, which which I was absolutely impressed with. This has similar, a completely different story, completely different context, completely different setting, but some of the beats were very similar. Dimitri mm-hmm. on The Nightingale. Uh, to me, I, I to me it is a horror movie. Oh, sure. Uh, it, it, it has monsters. It has ghosts. Uh, they were created by yeah. the monster. Yeah. Uh, and it is brutal. Uh, I, I, you know, I had never seen an oppressed, uh, an oppressed kit. You know, this has trigger effects, and they warn you. Uh, this reminded. This is as brutal, if not more brutal, than say, um, irreversible. See, I didn't Gasper think it now. was. Oh, I, I did. didn't think it. But she's brutalized for ten minutes. Oh, and Jesus. I mean, but, there's, the, but the brutality. It's more, goes, for it's, me, the brutality went all throughout the movie. But it's a more realistic. I, maybe because it feels more realistic, and you feel like this is if it, this is going to happen, this is how it happens yeah, on no, a daily. But that's so, yeah, why I, I guess. Found it to I be, guess. Yeah, that's I why I found it to be extremely brutal. Yeah, not like Devil's Rejects. Not shock brutal. for yeah. shock. Yeah, uh, for I think sure. Jennifer Kent is an amazing voice for She's cinema. Remarkable. I mean, Hollywood really need be paying attention to her because, as, as I, had, I had written, she. Can, you know, she punches the face of the mundane. Mm-hmm. And this movie, there were times where it looked beautiful. I was reminded of The Revenant. Yep. Yeah, uh, it was very much uh, like, you know, that's a great revenge, comparison. Another yeah. revenge tale, but man. I Again, mean, very different. Very different. Very different. But I really found the movie to be powerful, but it is brutal. I do not believe it's for the faint of heart. No, it is all. definitely not. It's, no, no. And on it, another note, before we move on to, to Hobson Shaw, Sam Claflin in this. <gasps> oh someone we had this discussion. Yes. Who is often, is the, is the nice pretty boy kind of thing. In this, he is a fucking monster. He's awful. And awful. He, and it, his best performance there, today. This movie is terribly prevalent, but, Prevalent, by the way. I'm sorry, I get the right word wrong. It's a very, it's there. They're it's dealing with themes. It's a period piece, but my God, it feels so relevant. There's today. a lot of modern he wow. sheds things. his teen idol. Oh my skin. God, he does. Oh, he, God. you, he's a guy that. Uh, unfortunately, few of us know a guy like this, and it's yeah. you don't want to. <laughs> So we've only have a couple of minutes now, unfortunately, left on the show. But The Nightingale is another one that you really should check out this yeah. week if you can. The big release of the movie, obviously, we've already discussed and mentioned this. Hobbs and Shaw. Fast yeah. and Furious presents Hobbs and Shaw. <laughs> I, I'll go on this very quickly and then you guys can, can take it to the end of the show. Right. One of the most ridiculous movies I've seen in years. Yes. I mean, it's absolutely, it's it's ridiculous, but it is so much fun. <gasps> this to me is, it's not my favorite movie in the franchise, but it's no. one of the ones that I've had the most fun with. Uh, some people were saying in the chat that, you know, they wish they hadn't seen the trailers. I think some of the... The trailer gives, it gives all of it away. too much away. I yeah. try to avoid a lot of the trailers. Yeah. Um, but seriously, it is it is ridiculous, but it is fun. Uh, Kirby is amazing. She is a scene stealer in She's, this. It, it's worth seeing for her. Yeah. For, she's that good. There are certain she's things in the movie good. that I had problems with, like in the final third. One minute it was dark, next minute it was daylight, next minute it was the Ringing middle of the night again. Yeah. I mean, I th- this too. is a stupid movie. And the but age between Jason and, uh, and Vanessa. Vanessa Kirby. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, they're meant to be brother guys, and sister. Come on, we... That's like 15 to 20 years. Yeah. And they played together as kids? No. Yeah. But I mean, it, it's, it's, it's classic rock. It's classic Statham. You know, yeah, it's, it's a blast. I'm a shill it, for my brother Jason Statham, but thanks. <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, seriously, it's a great fun. I mean, Dimitri, your thoughts on this? I had a blast. I, I actually <laughs> found it to be more entertaining than the past few Fast and Furious movies. Uh, you know, as ridiculous as it was, I didn't find it to be as ridiculous as, say, the last Fast and Furious yeah, awesome. movie, yeah, which was awesome. completely ridiculous. But the best part about it were Hobbs and Shaw. Yeah. Um, and, and this movie... This one kind of reminded me more of the Fast and Furious where they had the bank heist... 
and they're 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 yep. like five in Brazil five with the, right. Yep. It had that kind of nonsense. Um, you know, E equals MC squared kind of like we're gonna great cameos the by laws the way. Of science. But I had a good time. Yeah. These two together, um, if they could make something else other than Hobbs and Shaw, mm. I'd be up for they it. They are great together. It seemed to be, uh, and I liked how they brought some of their friends from other movies. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Uh, the cameos here are amazing, amazing. Of that yeah. out. But I had a blast. You know, it runs a little too long. I think to see that killed it for me. It, it it could have been like amazing. Yeah, but that like that the, there's one section of the film that I'm like it's completely unnecessary. There's yeah. no point in that being there. It takes away from the fun. It, and, and they do uh, the banter gets a little stale after a while. You're like, okay, come on, we're, you know, you're about to like do something incredibly that impossible, and they're having like this banter, and you're just like, okay, come on, move on, yeah. move on. Yeah. But no, I still enjoyed it. I think fans of the series are going to have a great, great. Time. I think the word of mouth is going to be really good for the, sure. The, the, for the, sure. the crowd I saw it with last night, which was a paying crowd, they applauded. They stayed to the mm-hmm. ver- stayed to the very very. It's going to be a big end. hit. Yeah. yeah, I think so. I think people are. Gonna... I had a blast. It's about it's Vanessa Kirby. It's, Vanessa it's, Kirby. And she's the MVP of this one. And of tentpole movies this summer, it's seriously. Good you know, point. you pay your it's, money, you, you have a great time. You get it's, what you see in the trailer. It doesn't yeah. cheat you. No. And for what we've seen this summer, this is definitely a better one. Guys, thank you so much today. Uh, we got a lot in. Uh, really appreciate it. Dimitri, who are you? Where can we find you? Right here, uh, Meet the Movie Press, uh, Dimitri pa- at, at Dimitri Panos on the Twitters. Please uh, support. Jimmy to the O. Jimmy to the O. Jimmy O. JoeBlow.com. Arrow on the head. God, thank you so much for coming back, Dimitri. Good to see you. Uh, I'll be back next week. Scott is off today. He's going to be back next week with another guest panelist. Uh, thank you so much. You guys are this show. We need your support to grow. If you like this show, like, subscribe, comment below the video. We'd really appreciate it. You can find us on so many other platforms. Thank you so much. I will be back next week. Have a good one. Simon Thompson, that's Shabby Simon on Instagram and Twitter. Have a good one. From producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network. We would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit popcorntalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of the Popcorn Talk Network or its owners or principals.